Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Believe in the fight game. Hello, everyone. This is Charles Yao with Believe in the Fight Game on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team and every sport in L.A. and more. We believe in sports. Do you believe? Hey, this is Charles with Believe in the Fight Game. And for this episode, a quick pod with Esteban Oriol, who is the famous photographer featured in the Netflix documentary, LA Originals. I was interviewing him so he can promote his documentary, and he can only give so much time, so we chatted while he was doing errands. For this pod, he talks about training at wildcard boxing in Muay Thai and introducing gangsters to the art of Muay Thai. It's great insight to one of the OGs of hip-hop and photography. Enjoy. Yo, what up, boss? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I got you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I wanted to ask you, before Freddie Roach opened up Wildcard, did you used to box at Outlaws? Yeah. I think you were uh, doing pads with Doc, assuming. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we're talking about Afro Doc, right? Yeah, Doc that passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember that dude used to be like, all right, for you, I'll charge you $5 a round. Yeah, yeah. So how long, if you don't mind me asking, because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I used to fight in Muay Thai and do smoker fights. How long were you training with Doc for? Uh, a couple years, but then you, I did uh, Muay Thai. Uh, I was at the MTA and then Sidiotong. Me too. Under crew Walter Michalowski. No, Sidiotong. Um, Santi and Malapet and Krupak. Oh, okay. Yeah, Krupak's still there on Vineland, which is dope. Yeah, that's the one I went to. Okay, I was there from 93 to 95, and then Sid Yatong, 98 to 99. Which okay, I, I, think, I think I was in downtown at, um, man, what was that gym called? Um, are, you, are you talking about um, Glory okay, Fighter? It, um, it was right there by uh, where the old Olympic was. Oh, okay, I, I thought boxing. Oh, okay, yeah. I, they had a Muay Thai gym on the side. Oh, uh, okay, I, I never went to that one. I trained a little bit with Joe Schilling on Avenue Twenty Six. Yeah, by Lincoln Heights. That's a dope gym too. Yeah, um, yeah. He used to have a, a gym right there with my boys that had a boxing academy, LA. So, how do you see MMA now as as a stand up guy? It's, is it is that interest you to train into like grappling or jujitsu? Not really. You know, I'm I'm 53 now, so I'm not really into rolling around. Uh, you know, with some men and shit breathing on me, sweating on me and shit. Because <laughs> I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm not like a 20 something year old active guy that can just spin out of shit and run, you know, right and shit like that. But uh, I mean, I, I definitely. I definitely recommend it to, uh, you know, somebody that's younger. 
So just, it, I mean, it never hurts to know more than one technique of any type of martial arts or self-defense, you know? From boxing and the Muay Thai, is like you, you, you had two punches, you know, the right and the left. You go to Muay Thai and you have two punches, two kinds of two kicks, two knees, and two elbows. So you got like eight different things to strike with instead of just two two hands. And uh, yeah, you could really put in some damage on somebody with those elbows and the knees and the, and the feet, you know? Hey, Esteban, the audio's a little, I don't know if the speakers, oh, there you go, there sorry, you go, I much better. Oh, okay. Uh, did you have a hard time adjusting from going from a wide boxing stance to narrowing it up so you can kick a knee? No, I liked it. I thought it was pretty fun, and it was uh, it was uh, it's kind of weird. Like I used to like to go to get you know. My favorite part was the sparring. Go. I used to go like five days a week and go spar every day, and that that was like the funnest part for me was the sparring at the end of the class. For, for for Thai boxing, you mean, or for boxing? Yeah, for Thai boxing. Yeah, I think Thai boxing has a good format of, like, going a little bit lighter so you can concentrate more on landing the punches. Where yeah. with boxing, my experience was I got my shit beat. I only sparred once at wild card. I got my shit beat pretty bad, and thank God I had one of those nose guards. Oh, yeah, the the face mask with the nose guard? Yeah, yeah. I, I got fucked up by like a 19-year-old kid like in, in two rounds. Or a round and a half, I, I should say. Uh, I didn't have... I didn't. I never used one of those, but I wish I did. There's nothing like getting a good punch in the nose and then your eyes are watering like crazy. The Muay Thai stuff I kind of like because like we never wore headgear, you know. I mean, you did go lighter, but every once in a while there was a youngster... They wanted to show you he, he was learning what he, he he was, you know, taught to learn. Or there was a guy who was like, well, let me show this guy, you know, what I know. They try and go harder, but, you know, every every hard hit or kick I'm getting, I'm going to give you a hard one back. You know, if you want to go light, go light. If you want to go hard, then just get ready because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a hard one for you. Yeah, and it's harder to control because sometimes it's like, hey, man, you give me 15%, I'll be respectful and give you 15%. But if you give me yeah. 80, then I'm going to go 90 on you right yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, I was cool with everybody until, uh, you know, they would try to, you know, show me that they, you know, where they, where they were with their, you know, fighting skills or whatever. And then just go, all right, well, fuck it then, you know. Our advertising partner, betonline.ag, premiered their special The Final Dance with roundtable interviews from ex-Chicago Bulls Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, and Ron Harper as they discuss ESPN's The Last Dance Jordan Doc. Here's a clip from the series. Did you three guys believe that Scotty was portrayed accurately because friends of mine who are friends with Scotty from the Chicago area have talked to him and he said, no, I think it was bullshit how I was portrayed. I know that Scotty is the type of cat that will give his shirt for you, going to go on the ground for you, and he'll kick out the shot for you. So for me, I didn't like how he was portrayed, and I felt like, you know, it was some – I don't understand the reasoning behind it. I'm still trying to figure that out. Great clip. There is still fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, 
That's Bet Online and use the promo code MYPOD100. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. I also wanted to pick your brain about that because it's a different makeup when someone strikes in Muay Thai. And I think it, a lot of people don't know that about you or have asked you about that because it's your makeup in being able to handle what you did on tour on Cypress Hill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, used to, we used to train on the road, too. I would always take the the pads, you know, the kicking pads and, and the mitts, and we would train on the road. Um, and if it would get cold, like, we would get a room, a hotel room of, you know, where they had the two beds, throw the two beds up against the wall and and uh, work out in the rooms. And did you pre- did you prefer kicking and punching with, with rugs on, or did you prefer it to be, like, the wood or, or or marble? You mean in the on the hotel room floor? In the hotel room, uh, usually it's carpet. Okay. So you just throw the beds up against the wall, and then you have like a, you know ten by ten area or whatever, however big the rooms are, twelve by twelve or whatever, and then um, you just hit the pads and, and you know do some kicks because you know you're on the road and you don't always get to sleep the best sometimes you're you know sleeping on the bus you're hanging on a bus for 12 14 16 hours or and then um and sometimes it's cold out and there's no gym or the gym has like you know just bikes in it or something like that so you're eating shitty foods at all the gas stations and the truck stops so you had to like kind of try to balance it out and uh you know hit some pads and it always felt good like I don't know. I, I just don't get off on going to the gym and lifting weights and going on a on a treadmill. I have to be hitting something or something like that for me to feel like I'm getting a good workout. Did you ever get to pass on the, the addiction to Muay Thai to any of the guys that you managed? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we uh, – a few of the guys um, – a lot of people that I just would roll with on a daily basis also, I would – I would take them to the gym with me, you know, because I was, you know, most of them were like some of not most of them, but, you know, some of them were like gangsters and stuff like that. And they're all tatted up and stuff and, you know, ball headed and everything. So I was like, you know, you want to roll to the gym or what kind of gym? I was like fighting and stuff. But, you know, you got to like you got to learn, like control. You can't just flip out on somebody if they, they punch you in the face. You know, you got to be smarter about it use like you know techniques and stuff because you will get you will get it so it's always good to you know just learn some self-control and and how to think about shit not just just react and um i ended up taking a bunch of those guys with me to the gym and sometimes you know even though they're all you know gang banged out and stuff tatted up in a prison and all that you know you take them into the ring and it's a whole different thing do you feel they ended up adjusting and became more level-headed, or did you think they um, became more like them, war freaks? No, uh, there was three. There was the adjusting and level-heading. There was the, you know, fight-or-flight type of thing, and then there was the guys that were like, man, fuck that. I ain't doing that shit. Trying to get fucking punched and kicked and shit like that. For them, it was like, you know, I had a couple homies. I was like, man. Man, like the fool been shot up and everything. I was like, "Come on, fool! You gang bang your ass off and been to prison and shit." And you know, you gang banging is fighting, you know. So I'm like, "Come to the gym and let's let's just you know work out and get better." And uh, 
he came and after the sparring, he was like, hey, boy, you do this shit every day? I was like, yeah, five days a week. Uh, man, fuck that. I ain't trying to do all this shit. So it takes like a, a certain type of person to, you know, want to go into the gym and to spar, you know, multiple times a week because it's not for everybody. And I don't know if I fucked myself up or not with that shit because, like, nowadays my ankles uh, don't feel so hot and neither do my legs. I'm thinking, like, hundreds of kicks and, and uh, punches and shit like that might have done some damage. The, the joints and, uh, and then I have, like, some numbness and stuff. Uh, yeah, that might be just either contusion or maybe even disc from the spine. Did you still like to check leg kicks or did you just get out of the way? Yeah. No, I liked it all. Check. I even would like to take a couple, you know, just to wake you up, you know, like feel that little stinging on your on your thighs on the outside, and you're like, ooh, yeah, okay, I'm alive. Take one to go angry. Yeah, just like you know, it was kind of like a like a little breakfast kick. I go, I'll go in the morning, the first, the very first, like I think it was like eight or nine, and we go to like eleven, and then you, you know, I would take a shower at the gym which was crazy as fuck, all funky in there, and then uh, go to work from there. But uh, it was definitely one of those things where you have to wear your, your chanclas in the shower. Thanks for tuning in to the show, and please subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite directories aside from iTunes, such as Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V-E.com. And Believe Podcasts on social media. Now, if you want to get at me personally, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Plug12. That's P-L-U-G-O-N-E-T-W-O. Hit me up and I'll read your questions or maybe even have you on the show. Believe in the fight game. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.